Hey, Children's Ministry community. Welcome to the Kid Challenge podcast. We want to inspire and challenge you to become a children's ministry leader, taking your ministry to the next level. In Jesus' name. Welcome to the Kid Challenge podcast. We are in season two of the Kid Challenge podcast, and we welcome everybody from across the world and across the U.S. We have a special treat today. We have an interview with a children's minister, children's evangelist from the great state of Texas. Uh, And this is Brother Watford here that we're going to introduce. We have a couple of things in common. We have Brother Squires as our mutual friend. And we've both been to the Texas District uh, Kid Zone. So, Brother Watford, are you there, bro? Yes, sir, I am. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And you? Pretty good, sir. It's good to hear from you again. We've chatted and uh, we've had some conversation and learned a lot about you. And we appreciate all you do for children's ministry. And thank you for the opportunity to interview you and to hear from you. Well, thank you for allowing me to be on today. Yes, sir. I want to tell everybody your uh, ministry name, your uh, your children's evangelist name when you go out. Is that all right? Sure. Yeah, I go by uh, Floppy Joe Ministries. Can you tell and us a quick story about how that happened? Yeah, sure. Um, I was trying to come up with a, a name, and one of the kids had asked me, well, how did you get that name? I was like, well, so I just had to make up a story. I mean, kids love stories, so, so and I love stories myself. I'm a storyteller. So I was like, well, one day I was at the house, and my wife had made some sloppy joes. And I was eating the sloppy joe, and some of the meat fell, and it flopped on my shirt. And I was like, man, that would be a cool kid's ministry name, Floppy. Just, and then I, since I was eating the sloppy joe, I just added the joe at the end. So it's, it, it, just be, it just became Floppy Joe. So, and the kids were like, ah, you're laughing. That's so funny, you know. But it's just something creative. Right. And you hit the topic that we're going to talk about creativity. And uh, I know from speaking with you, you know, you were telling me what you were going to do at some of these camps that you're doing. Uh, you know, the creative planning, the creative, I guess, uh, teaching. Tell us how, first of all, how you how you do your creative plan. Some ideas on how you do that. Well, what I like to do is, is like I like to bring the Bible to life. So if I pick a topic, uh, just like uh, I top it on like Elijah and Elisha. And I was thinking, you know, how in the world is the, is the Jordan River going to part? So I was thinking, well, maybe if I get like two pieces of tarp and I put them put them together they're a blue tarp i mean you can ask those ones that you put on your house 
and and when the when that time to show the kids that the waters parted, I just took my foot and I just moved one of the pieces of tarp, and and I told myself, well, um, as 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 Elijah was crossing, he like crossed on dry ground, and so it was just. So I like to bring things that the Bible says, because a lot of the times in the Bible, the kids are like, what's really happening? What's going on? So I like to bring it uh, to their attention and like to add things that would relate to them and right. just to show them uh, just to show them what really happened. Because a lot of the time, these kids, they don't understand that uh, the Bible is real. And things happened, and it was just like in everyday life. And I want to bring bring that to their attention. Right. I like what you said there. You know, you try to you bring the Bible to life, but you also make it applicable to them. You know, so they can understand it and they can apply it to their life. And that's so awesome. Where did you learn that? How did you develop that early in your ministry there? Well, I was like that whenever I was a kid. I just always just had that creative mind, just always just, just thinking of something. Because uh, I was really big in, like, uh, cartoons. And and my, like, favorite person to, like, watch was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, how he just brought stories stories to life. And whenever I, I received the call to of the ministry at 12 years old, I uh, started teaching the, the youth class. And and I, uh, things was like, well, how am I going to uh, to uh, relate that to my peers? So I just had to use everyday things, just use certain things that that they would understand. Right. I like the uh, the tarps. You know the that object lesson that you presented, that idea with Elijah and Elisha. And uh, what other type of props do you use that are real helpful and inexpensive that make those Bible lessons come to life? What are some of the other things that you've done, you know, well, you with Audible? Okay, yeah, you can look on Amazon and you can get a um, backdrop stand. And you can create all kinds of different things with the backdrop stands. I had um, done this one lesson on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace where I had set the backdrop stands up and I took uh, pieces of uh, red and yellow paper, those shredded paper, and and that was the fire. So I just taped that on, on top there. And to make a kind of like a den type place, I just uh, used a, another um, backdrop and I, I draped a black blanket over it. So it was like a, actually a furnace. So they, but then I walked in. And I wow. started being creative. Also, if like, I was like, so they, they did not bow to the graven image and so forth. And, and it, it was like, you know, a Nebuchadnezzar's big old molded uh, statue so I have a, uh, it's, this is Star Wars. I have a C3PO, a golden C3PO, about three, three foot tall. So I kind of put that on like a, um, on a stack and I kind of made him elevate it. So it was just to uh, 
pretend that that was that big statue and that those those boys and stuff and did not bow down to him. So and the kids are like, oh, but it's C three PO. No, you have to pretend it's that statue. So so I mean, you just got to understand that the kids, what they look at it, that they have to start uh, pretending, you know, and and just thinking, hey, this is what it is. Right. I know that you pretend. That's right. And we appreciate you uh, as creative as you are, you know, to take those. I know you travel, you you know, you have to, of course, take props and tell us of what what happened over there in in the Texas district there at Kid Zone. I know you were telling me about it, but I want you to tell everybody, you know, the the essence of your lessons over there that you did at Kid Zone there. Well, they uh, had a theme the entire week of um, Egyptian type thing and uh, Moses and the Egyptians in the, you know, in the Egypt. And I was thinking, I had this thought, you know, it's like, I'm just really consumed with Egypt. And I just love how they do their uh, uh, mummification and I was like, well, to create a mummy, you you had to take things out, plus the Egyptians put stuff back in. And like I was thinking, it's like, well, you know, if we're going to go to heaven, because the Egyptians thought about a place called the afterlife, and we also have a place, you know, but we don't call it the afterlife, we call it heaven. And there's some things that, that we have inside of us that we cannot bring to heaven. So we have to, as much as possible, we, we have to live fully upon this earth. So there's some things that are hidden inside of ourselves that we have to get out. So I, so I started saying stuff like, uh, like I started pulling out trouble. You know, I just got the game of trouble. I say, what causes you to, to be in trouble? And you have to re- replace it with something else. And, and it was just things like um, what, what kids are facing right now that, that, that you cannot right. do this if you want to go to heaven. But if you want to go to heaven, you have to put stuff back in. And you have to put prayer back in. You have to put a, a relationship with God and, and stuff like that. And then at the ending, I like put that once it's all said and done, and the Bible says that, that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. So when the lesson was over, I had presented the, the boy and the girl back to the audience. And I said, this is what happens when you have repented and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. You are new creatures. So, so I had each one with with wings on. The girl had fairy, fairy uh, wings on, and the boy had bumblebee wings on with a hat and so forth. And so I just presented to them, "You are beautiful creatures now." Amen. That's awesome, brother Watford. Yeah, that's that's cool. I remember you telling me that. I wanted everybody to hear that from you. So here's another question. I'm kind of curious as to how you uh, go about uh, creating lessons. Uh, what's your format? You know, how do you, 
do you start with a scripture do you, or just something like an idea, a thought, a uh, something that you've heard in preaching? How is it? What gets your mind rolling? Well, there's there's different thoughts and stuff that I've always used and, and different ideas. Um, I use like a curriculum and if it's a certain lessons, I can extend out those lessons to eight to 12 weeks. And on each lesson format, I can go ahead and just branch it off and bring that lesson to those kids in a way where they can understand it. There's some of the lessons we know you get that, that you may have to tweak it and stuff because of what like we believe, but um, but it's also there to uh, relate and stuff to the kids. And then uh, like another way is since I've been in youth ministry, I was in youth ministry for over 20 years. So so what I used to do in youth ministry can now be uh, related to our kids. So I, I always had like themes and so forth. And whenever I did themes, I would um, decorate the room uh, in that certain theme. And so when the kids would, would, would walk in, they would see it's like, man, this is awesome. This is uh, pretty cool because if your room is just dead and dull, then there's not much life in it. But if you bring that room into the theme in which you're doing, then that certain thing that God has given you can be brought to life and the kids can relate more to it right there, and there was this one time whenever I was teaching a lesson on salt and light so I had a bunch of salt shakers hanging from the ceiling and then the like next week I bought a bunch of light bulbs and I started hanging them from the ceiling so it's like salt and light right how do you uh I know we talked about this, and uh, I know being in children's ministry, you know, we share spaces with other ministries and have storages. Uh, tell us how you've been working in your situation over there where you're still ministering, but you're having to, you know, store some of your props, of course, and then bring them out and tell us all that, bro. Well, um, of course, Hurricane Laura hit this area. I'm in Orange, Texas. I'm closer to the Louisiana border. And a, and a couple of years ago, Hurricane Laura came in and totally wiped out our kids' hall. Uh, we're thinking that a tornado or something may have come down and just wiped us all out. So what, what we had to do is that pastor had to um, open up another piece of the church. It's like our overflow room. It's a small little room, but I um, built a puppet stage in there. We um, have everything set up, tables and so forth. And we can also, it's also attached to our fellowship hall. So before service, we can have the kids in there inside the fellowship hall eating their snack or something. And then we, we move in to our little room and I've made it to that room where it's decorated, kid-friendly, you know, just, just awesome. And, but all of our props, we lost a large portion of our, 
crops because of moisture and mold, but the stuff that I was able to salvage, we um, we have a one of those humongous eighteen wheeler, I guess a cargo mm-hmm. uh, containers or something, and so right. we have what all we was able to salvage. We we have it in there. And we have our puppets in another room inside the church, so so they won't get all filled with moisture. And um, I'm boring a a old office where I have all of my uh, floppy Joe stuff in. So I I probably have about three or four different places where props and so forth is. We had to condense because we had like eight rooms and filled with stuff. So now we only have maybe three and a half piled up <laughs> so well but it's been a struggle but god has been faithful even do uh, throughout all the chaos amen you know you talked about you know using props and using uh you know the themes and all of that tell us want to go a little bit deeper you know yeah. how do you uh how do you close up a service how do you you know what's what's your strategy you know to lead them into the altar um what's what's your uh your strategy there bro well i like of, of course um taking the the, the acts 238 message repent i have all the kids repent especially you know when i did that uh, kid zone and lufkin I had all the kids, everybody in the room, even the adults, we all had a time of repentance. Just giving everything unto God, telling him we're sorry for all that we've done. And then uh, I just went into, next thing is that you got to pray. You got to open up your mouth. You have to uh, just uh, pretend that Jesus is right there, right in front of you. You know, and then once you see him right there in, in front of you, what would you talk to him about? You know, pour out your heart to him. Just tell him how much right. you love him. Worship him. And then when you do that, even if you have to do that, even if you have to close your eyes and still pre- and pretend that Jesus is right there and just right. open up yourself to him and just say, Lord, I pray right now that you would just touch me, you know, fill me with the Holy Ghost. And also helping them, you know, with their eyes closed, it like helps them to get away from the distractions that like are around them. So they're just focused on them and Jesus. And then right. just ask them. And then once they have repented, you know, just stop them. Just say, hey, we don't need to repent anymore. What mm-hmm. I want you to do now is I want you to thank God and just and just be open to him and just and thank him and begin to praise, begin to worship him. And then if there's a, uh, when you're, when you, your tongue starts to, to make funny noises, don't be scared of that. That is, that is God's presence. That's, that's like coming inside of you. So, so don't be scared of it, you know, and, and like, don't stop. Just like continue doing it because that's the language between you and God. Right. That's awesome. And I heard some great reports. Uh, got a few friends over, over there in Lufkin. But yeah, I heard some great reports. Even Brother Watford, you shared some of the stuff that happened. 
I know you're you're getting ready next month to go to. I think it's um, Brother David Moore uh, Church up there in East actually, Texas. And uh, actually, uh, actually, I have something new now. I have I'm I am um, preaching at the Apostolic Church on Ju- on July eighth and tenth. They're having a um, a kids less revival. So I've been Amen. asked. I haven't been asked. Uh, so I'm just Beaumont, excited right? that God's uh, yes, sir. It's in Beaumont. It's the Apostolic Church, Pastor David Carr, uh, Jason Carr, and, right? And there is that the children's ministers. There is David Moore, and uh, the administrators David right. David Bandy, right? Brother David Moore has been on the podcast. He's a good friend and okay. awesome children's minister as well. Uh, how can the people get connected with you, bro, and continue to, you know, to stay connected and also get you to come over and do, do you do teacher training, kids revivals? Um, I'm just starting out here. I'm just waiting for, to uh, see what God has wanted to do. I've been to do more kids evangelism. So these are just some great opportunities that, that I have. And, and I'll, I just want to tell your listeners that if you hear from God, don't try to fight it. And and just con- continue to pray that, Lord, if it's your will, then let the doors be open and, and don't fight mm-hmm. it. And, and once you just relax and you just give it all to God and just watch how God opens up the doors for you. And to, re- and to always remember You've got to pray. You've got to pray. You got to get there because you you are the messengers from God for those kids. That's right. Do you have a phone number or email that people can contact you, bro? Yeah, it's uh, cell phone. Is this is the easiest cell phone in the world? Four four oh nine. Seven nine one zero 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 zero. Uh, email is c watford eighty two at yahoo.com and you can hit me up on Facebook under FJ Ministries. That's right. You've got um, your children's ministry there on Facebook. I just yes, uh, sir. Uh, it is. It's it's first kids. And it's in Orange, Texas. Yes, sir. That's pretty awesome. We appreciate your time this evening. And uh, we're going to be sharing this episode with everybody. And uh, make sure if you need an awesome children's minister to come and help your children's ministry that's creative, hit up Brother Watford and uh, recommend him. Brother Squires recommends him. So um, we appreciate you, bro. We we thank you for what you do for the children and we thank you for your big heart that you have for children's ministry evangelism. Thank you, man. I like really appreciate you having me on tonight and I just hope that this blesses somebody and just keep it up for, for the kids because we, we live in a generation that the devil wants our kids and we, we've got to be strong. Amen. Well, everybody, may the Lord bless y'all in Jesus' name.
We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.